Hey, Owen. What, Cole? Hey, hey, Owen. What do you want? Um. What do you want? Remember when I picked West Virginia this week? I. Guess what's never happening again? Quit politicking. Quit guess, politicking. Guess what's going to happen for the rest of the season? You're politicking. LSU's going ten and two, brother. We're beating Bama. Yeah, don't, don't, don't. We're beating Bama. Don't, don't get on your high horse. Sir. We're beating Bama. Let's no. go. Oh my gosh. Let's go. Woo! Man, you love to see it. You love to prove people wrong. Even like your best friends, you know, people that you've known for close to 10 years at this point. I think that's fair to say. We've known each other for close to 10 years at this point. Um, you love to prove people wrong, and you love to put 25 points up, especially 28 unanswered in the second half. But you know what? Hey, we're going to get to that here in a little bit. Um, <laughs> welcome in, everybody, to a very very hype episode for one half of this table. My name's Cole Connor. I'm Owen Sapelnik. You sound terrible. This is the Panther Pod. I hate you. Uh, that's fine. I hate you so much. I'm going to gloat I hate as so much, much as I can. I hate you so much. Before we started recording, I even told you I am sorry. I told you though I wanted LSU to win, but I had a feel. But I yeah I sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wanted them to win, but you didn't pick them. Hey, okay, but do you remember what happened the last time you went up against an undefeated team? You got stomped in your own house. In an afternoon game. Still a conspiracy. That's do, right. do, do, do you want me to go on? Like, it, Hey, look. It's fine. The past is the past. We got to look at the present, but not before we cover some of the past. Looking at some of the games this week. I am sad. Dude. I'm not even mad. I am sad. I'm just... I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Getting into the games that we picked last week... Starting out strong, well, not strong if you're Clemson. Number five, Clemson struggled mightily against the number 14-ranked Syracuse. Clemson pulls it out 27-21, scoring 17 unanswered in the second half. Owen, you got any takeaways on this one? I lost. You did. Because I picked. You did. I I won, but that's all right. It's not the only game I won this week, so. (sighs) Gosh. No, I just – Man, it, Syracuse. Ah. Hey, take solace in the fact that a rival lost. Yeah, yes. one of your biggest rivals lost. Yes. Wow. I, I mean, Garrett Trader was fine. Fine. Eighteen for twenty-six, one hundred sixty-seven yards, one touchdown, an interception, seventy-one yards on the ground, a I touchdown mean, on the ground. Yeah, I was getting ready to say he. I mean, he he he, he was there on his legs, but I mean, like. Yeah, DJ no, Uyangale got pulled from the game, got benched. 13 for 21, 138 yards, two interceptions. Had Cade Klubnik not been put in the game, 
LSU or LSU. Oh, oh. My gosh. oh, I'm sorry. Are you bringing up the 2019 national championship game no. again? Because I will gladly, no. gladly bring that up. No, but anyway, it's no. all right. I digress. Cade Klumnik comes in for the Tigers in Death Valley, and yeah, hold up, <laughs> and uh, and and helps Clemson go on to win the game, 27 to 21. Syracuse blows a nine point. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. An 11 point? They scored 17. So An yeah, 11, 11 point, point lead. lead. They blew an 11 point lead. Uh, that Clemson defense coming out at half, I do not know what adjustments they made. But I don't adjustments know. were made. Yes, clearly. Um, man, the brutal. Uh, Will Shipley, standout player of the game, 27 carries, 172 yards, two touchdowns. Phil Maffa right behind him, 18 carries, 94 yards, one touchdown. You know, really, it was just the fact that, like, it was really, like, halftime is where the game changed. Yes. You go in, Dabo Sweeney makes adjustments, shows why he's won two national championships, and just absolutely, after the second half, just dominated Clemson overall, or dominated Syracuse. Overall, Clemson had 450 total yards of offense compared to Syracuse's 290. 291 passing yards was where Clemson really lacked. They had 157 passing yards versus Syracuse's 167. On the ground, though, is where Clemson absolutely dominated. That O-line making holes for running backs. Yeah, 293 to 124. That's just old-school woodshed domination right there. Absolutely. And what have we said all season long? If you can establish the run and have a solid running game, you will more than likely win football games. Clemson to the Big Ten? No, that is not, no. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yikes. Their play style this week fit it. Yikes. Um, however, though, Clemson had four turnovers. Yeah, bro. They had two interceptions and two fumbles and still managed to win the game. Syracuse managed to lose this game somehow. Um, their lone interception coming with just a few se- with a, just a minute and some odd seconds left in the game, pretty much sealing the deal for Clemson right there. Yeah, uh, just a tough time. Average time of p- p- or total time of possession. Clemson had thirty three minutes, almost thirty four minutes of total offense. Syracuse had twenty six minutes Jeez. with the ball. Yeah, you're not winning games. No, that's if eight. You that's can't eight, control the clock. Yeah, that's eight minutes. That's over half. A quarter, yeah. That you've held the football, yeah. That no, that's terrible. So I um, mean, I mean, Syracuse. I don't think they were outmatched. I just think that they rested on their laurels going into halftime, and they didn't make the adjustments yeah. necessary to, you know, counter Debo and whatever he was going to come out with. Exactly. So Clemson continues on 38 straight at home or 39 now that I don't know I think it's 39 39 now. straight at home there I don't ain't care no enough to look it up yep looking prime for that ACC championship game against more than likely at this point North Carolina yeah come on um Syracuse is really the only only one standing in the way of Clemson uh to get to the ACC championship and now it just looks like Clemson's it's Clemson's uh game yeah. It's, it, Clemson is headed to the ACC championship. I would, yep. unless they just fall off the wagon, which I don't see that happening. They just beat arguably the second best team in their conference, obviously the second best division in their conference, yeah. and now here we are. And also, here's the thing with the divisions as well: is 
there are people who don't like divisions because one division can get really lopsided than the other. And that's understandable. We look at that with the SEC, especially with the West. You have Alabama when L- LSU's rolling, LSU's rolling, Ole Miss when they're good. Uh, and then you have Arkansas. <laughs> Not this year. <laughs> they're seven and one compared to your six and two. <coughs> but well. we beat them forty-five twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but the West was always kind of historically dominant. Now, I say historically dominant, but think the about East it. has made a comeback the here East. in the past couple of years with Georgia. With Georgia, but now Tennessee's on the rise and yeah. Kentucky's on the rise, yep. and also South Carolina out of nowhere. Like, look at that. Look, the day that South Carolina becomes a threat in the SEC is the day that I stop watching SEC football because oh, everyone please. has regressed. <laughs> oh, please. Whatever. Uh, no, that's when Vanderbilt. No, yeah, no, you're right. Vanderbilt you're on right, Missouri. 100%. Vanderbilt on Missouri. But, you know, this uh, – but the divisions with the ACC, they genuinely, to me, they make no sense. Clemson, Syracuse, Wake Forest, Florida State, Louisville, NC State, and Boston College are all in the same division. Why is Syracuse and Boston College in the same division as Clemson and Florida State? Why is Georgia Tech not in that division? Why is Miami not in that division? That makes no sense to me. The entire coastal and what is it, coastal and Atlantic? Yeah, the Atlantic is stacked and coastal is not. Yeah. So you know how you fix that, ACC? You switch Syracuse and Boston College to the coastal and then Georgia Tech and Miami Go to <laughs> or just do what the Big Twelve does and disregard our well, the Big Twelve the Pac- and the Pac Twelve do. Yeah, just disregard your divisions, divisions entirely. And it, just but if say, you're going to have divisions, I understand it's difficult to have divi- difficult when you have more than ten teams. Yeah, or more than twelve teams. Uh, Big Twelve announced that once they move to fourteen slash twelve teams, when the new four teams come in, they will not have divisions. So, but. It used to be an NCAA rule that you had to have divisions. You don't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ACC next year, the 2023 season, they will revert. They will move to a new type of scheduling, almost like a pod system. Almost um, that should like be interesting. Virginia Tech, I think, has to play Louisville. No, Virginia Tech has played Georgia Tech, UVA, and Pitt as three opponents that they play every year, and then they rotate everyone else. Mm. Yeah, definitely something to watch out for. Um, could definitely show signs of well, and we know what division is better in the ACC. So, the Atlantic. Yeah, it's the Atlantic, hands down, one hundred percent. But if they're switching up scheduling, we could see potentially, you know, better teams emerge. From exactly. That. You you could see a Syracuse. Now, granted, the- once they get into the conference championship, that'll disappear. Yeah. But for the time being, it'll make the regular season fun to watch. Exactly. But, um, hey, regular season always fun to watch in college football. We're seeing that this year. Mm-hmm. Regular season is unmatched compared to any other regular season. Absolutely, 100%. In sports. This is 2007 all over again. It is, and it's. is. I'm here for it. Um, Moving on. Yeah, not Panther Pod. Of, yeah, not speaking of 2007. Um Dude, DTR fell off the wagon hard. I don't know what happened. You remember what we said while we were picking this game last week? We were like, man, Bo Nix, I mean, he's been doing good. You know, he's due for some inconsistency. Let me read you this man's stat line. 22 for 28. And I know I'm getting ahead of myself here. 22 for 28, 283, and five touchdowns. Eight carries, 51 yards. Jesus Christ, Bo Nix. Uh, Oregon Bo Nix greater than or better than Auburn Bo Nix? Yes. 
Because Bo Nix sure. would have uh, Bo Nix would do this kind of game against Alabama, and then turn around and barely win against Vandy the next week. You know, hey, you know what? You know what Bo Nix said to UCLA? Hmm. It's Bo time. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Let's eat a W. Let's eat a W. <laughs> he said. Mm-mm-mm. Finger licking good. <laughs> um, but anyway, getting back on track. Uh, number 10, Oregon, upsets UCLA in the meaning that UCLA was number 9 and Oregon was number 10 at the time. Not anymore. Uh, not anymore. Dude, dude, Oregon just dominated. Yes. Um, Oregon won 45-30. to 30. Uh, UCLA scored 14 in the fourth to make it closer than it was, but at that time it was an absolute rout. Yep. Um, DTR, Dorian Thompson-Robinson for UCLA, 27-39, 262 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. On the ground, didn't have as much look uh, luck as he's had the past couple of weeks. Eight carries, 38 yards. Um, Zach Charbonnet. For UCLA, what a Pac-12 running back name! I'm sorry, Zach Charbonnet. Yeah, Zach Charbonnet. Uh, 20 carries for 151, one touchdown. Uh, Bucky Irving for Oregon was their leading rusher. 19 carries, 107 yards, uh, no touchdowns. So, I mean, Oregon, they didn't take UCLA behind the curb or behind the woodshed, but they they beat them down. They beat them pretty good. Um, and I think Oregon, really, the story of the game is they found a way to shut down DTR. Yeah. That that was it. And they let Bo Nix do what Bo Nix does. Apparently, Dan Lanning got Oregon. If you really take away that loss to Georgia in the opening week, mm-hmm. is Oregon really that bad of a team? Or well, is Georgia, I think it's really – I think what we're seeing now is Georgia's just so dominant. Well, yeah. And I think it also shows the difference between Pac-12 and SEC football. Yeah. And granted, I think if Oregon would have scheduled Georgia for later on in the season, we would have seen a more competitive football game. That's a rough, that's a rough first game going up against the, the the reigning national champs. And, like, you're looking at not a first-year program in Oregon. First-year head coach. First-year head coach. But a lot of their offense has stayed the same. I think they've retained their offensive coordinator, if I'm not mistaken. That I'm not for sure. Um but anyway, you're looking at a first-year head coach, a first-year quarterback, and then also resurgence in Oregon mm-hmm. for the first time since 20. Well, I mean, they were good last 17. year when, with Mario Cristobal. Yeah, but they didn't they didn't make any noise like they're making this year. Yeah, like they could have made a push to get you. Like here, you could have made the argument for Oregon to be in the playoffs last year. Fine. Yeah. But there were other teams that were better. This year, Oregon stands an actual shot of getting into the postseason, yeah. especially if their only loss is to Georgia, and Georgia remains undefeated. Guess how many punts UCLA had? Uh, I have no idea. I'm going to say, zero. like, what? They had zero punts, and they still lost the game. Brother what? <laughs> yes. How does that happen? They had zero punts <laughs> and still lost the game. Wait, they, no, 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 no. Oregon didn't punt it either. Oregon had one punt. No UCLA punt returns, no Oregon punt returns. Okay, so then it, was probably just a, it was just a fair catch then that, that Oregon one had. One punt for 37 yards. Dude. Defense? Oh, my God. Defense? <laughs> Question mark? Big 12? 
Gonna have to change some letters around for yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, Oregon was three for three on fourth down efficiency. I mean, that's impressive. Yeah, that's wow. Nicholas Barr Mira was three for three on field goals. Yeah, good for him. Oregon nine had points. Five hundred forty-five total yards of offense compared to UCLA's lonely four hundred forty-eight yards of offense. <laughs> oh my God, that's so terrible. We're then, we're reverting back to the forties. My gosh, and then I mean Oregon with their passing yards is two eighty-three. UCLA, come on guys, two sixty-two. Got to do better than that. <laughs> those are rookie numbers. You got to pump <laughs> those. Those are rookie off. numbers. Yeah. <laughs> rushing yards. Oregon had two hundred sixty-two. Uh, UCLA had one eighty-six rushing yards. Come on guys, like the. Come, did their defense even step on the field? I know. <laughs> this is terrible. This is this was a like as for Dan Laning, who was a defensive coordinator at Georgia. This must be like just absolutely mind-boggling for him. Great that it won, but how great do you feel as a defensive-minded coach that you're that you're, you're just like gritting your teeth yeah, at this point. You're like, yeah. it's fine. We're good. <laughs> We're winning. <laughs> But it's like, how, how games. as a team, how do you feel that you just gave up over 40, 448 yards of offense and 30 points? No sacks from either team. That's terrible. Did I'm just, sorry. Did they just say, hey, first one out there, chuck it. If you can get the end zone on first throw, cool. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, because UCLA had 87 total tackles. That's really good. Oregon had 61. That's wild. Yeah, I mean... Wild. Both had three tackles for loss. Uh, Oregon had four pass deflections. UCLA had one. Both had a QB hurry. So, I mean, defense was played in this game, but it was like on rookie mode in Madden. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently. And we all know how Madden is. Yeah, well, if people would stop throwing to the sidelines, it would be a fun hey, game. Hey, it works, doesn't it? Stops the clock and I still score. Ha-ha! It's fine. Anyway. We haven't played Madden in a long time. We really haven't. Two K's really kind of filled the hole. It has with that. our yeah, um, yeah. It has. Yeah. We'll have to give people an update or a behind the scenes look of that two K. We'll thing. we'll make an Instagram post about it. Mm. Um, there we go. Speaking of Big Twelve, yeah, go for it. Uh, Kansas State Wildcats losing to the TCU Horned Frogs, thirty eight twenty eight. Adrian Martinez out for some reason. They don't know why ESPN did not have a sideline reporter, so could, or uh, Fox, I'm sorry, did not have a sideline reporter. Could not figure out why Adrian Martinez was out for this. Uh, like he he came in one series and then was out for the rest of the game. However, backup Will Howard stepped in. He was 13 for 20, 225 through the air, two touchdowns and a single interception. They haven't updated it. Yeah, it's. I don't understand what's going what's going yeah. on with Andrew Martinez because it just says um, the latest thing that they have, and this is from uh, Star Telegram, is uh, and this is uh, thirty minutes ago. Kansas State quarterback Adrian Martinez has left the Wildcats game against TCU in the first quarter with an apparent injury. It, it, and nobody knows why. Nobody yeah. has no idea why. Uh, Deuce Vaughn had twelve carries for eighty three yards and a in a single touchdown. Uh, Will Howard also nine carries for thirty-one yards and a touchdown. Good so, for him. I mean, points were scored. Points yeah. were scored. I mean, there was no lack of offense in this. Speaking of no lack of offense, Max Duggan, brother, <laughs> seventeen for twenty-six, two eighty-three touchdowns. Hey, Kendra Miller, twenty-nine carries, one fifty-three, two touchdowns. Guess, Crazy. Hey, guess what? What? Guess who plays TCU next weekend or this weekend? 
Uh, it's not LSU because I know we'd win that game. It must be West Virginia. It's our homecoming game. <laughs> Wonder who scheduled that. <laughs> hey, at least it's not Kansas, right? <laughs> Gosh. Gosh. Just do what LSU does and uh, schedule Vandy for your homecoming game oh, every gosh. year. Yeah, well, we used to, I guess, you know, but tell me, who's who's a who's a for sure win in uh, the Big Twelve? I swear, if you say West Virginia, I'm gonna come across this table and deck you. I'm gonna come across this table and deck you. Uh, if you, if you uh, don't you? No, uh, moving on, Oklahoma, maybe. Yeah, um, <laughs> maybe. However, what really won this game for TCU is the second half shutout. TCU had twenty one scored twenty one unanswered. Kansas State did, could not did did not have anything for TCU in the second half. Um, I don't think they crossed the fifty, if I'm not mistaken. They, I, I'll tell you what though, they could uh, just bad inter, bad uh, bad vibes. Bad vibes, not not bad vibes. <laughs> bad decision making on Will Howard's part. There was a there was a bad or not not bad. Jack Rubley, uh, Jack Rubley. Um, it was a bad decision to throw uh, when he Jake threw Rubley. The, Jake Rubley. My my bad. It was a bad decision on the interception that he threw. Um, Will Howard did decent, you know, got two touchdowns on the ground. I think he had an interception as well. Or uh, he had a touchdown on the ground, two through the air, and I think he had an interception. Yep. But it was um, – Kansas State just – I just didn't have anything for TCU in the second half. And TCU and Max Duggan, man, just lighting rolling. it up. Just Absolutely <laughs> rolling, 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 rolling. 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 <laughs> Jinx. I uh, hate that we're the same person sometimes. <laughs> I really do. You have made me this way. I want you to know that. <sighs> Lord have mercy. TCU put up 495 yards of offense. 280 of that was through the air. 215 of that was on the ground. Dude. <laughs> Kansas State also, come on, guys. 390 total yards of offense. Yeah, come Again, on. Got to pump those numbers. Got to pump them up. Passing yards, 232. Gosh, come on, guys. And then rushing, 158. And you only average seven and a half yards per play. That's Re- pitiful. That's pitiful. Come that's, on. That's pitiful. <laughs> Golly. Yeah, no, that's that's Can an offensive about, showcase. Like, like, there's no defense in this game. Literally, TCU's defense pitched the second half shutout. Yeah. There was nothing better that they could have done. Uh, TCU was also 10 for 19 on third downs. They were 2 for 4 on fourth downs. They ran a total of 82 plays, and they did not turn the ball over a single time. Brother, They their t- their total time of possession, 38 minutes. Ooh. Kansas State's total 22. time position is 22 Christ. minutes. And K-State's kicker, uh, Chris Tennant, he missed two. He I missed mean, that's two. terrible. That's six points on the board that you gave yep. up. Now, granted, in the long... In, it didn't in, make a difference. It didn't make a difference, no. But... Mm. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Um, yeah, no. Old school How, Big 12 showcase. But here's the thing, though. Kansas State very much in the hunt for the Big 12 championship game. And for the playoffs at yep, this point. This is their first conference loss. They're 5-2 and two overall after that loss to Tulane. Yeah. This is their only conference loss they are not out of it by any means. I wouldn't. Oh, even sorry. Think. I thought you said TCU. My bad. No, no, uh, no. no. TCU is very much still alive in oh, the playoffs. Oh, TCU at this point. is at the top of the Big Twelve right now. <laughs> Scary. <sighs> Man, I'd hate to play them. Yep. Yep. Me too. Me too. Hey, Owen. 
I don't want to hear it. You you want to make me you you want me to make you feel better real quick? No, not really. Go to the next game uh-huh. and look at the passing yards for Minnesota. Oh, great! Another team that beat us. Um, yeah, three hundred. Oh, one seventy-five. Minnesota. One seventy-five. No, 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 no. Minnesota in this game. That's team. Oh. That is team stats. 175 through the air. No. I'm so confused. Tanner Morgan, starting quarterback for Minnesota, went 4 for 12 for 21 yards and one interception. Who are you looking at? I'm, I'm looking, looking at, at Ethan Kiliakamanis uh, uh, for Minnesota. 2 for 6, 17 yards, 2 interceptions. No. 9 for 22, 175 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Uh, no, absolutely not. Who are you looking at? I'm my looking guy? at Tanner Morgan and uh, Ethan Calacamanis. Calacamanis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they're not showing Tanner Morgan. I don't know why they're not showing Tanner Morgan for me, but it's only uh, Ethan Calacamanis. Uh, uh, what the actual crap is going on with ESPN's website? This is interesting. I'm on Google. Um,. So no, I'm, I'm for sure looking at ESPN, and on ESPN's website, it says um, Tanner Morgan, 4 for 12, 21 yards, one interception. Interesting. Ethan Calacamanis, uh, 2 for 6, 17 yards, two interceptions. What are you looking at? Because that is not at all. 26 to 14? No, 45 to 17, my guy. Are you looking at Dude. a different game? Illinois and Minnesota, right? Minnesota and Penn State. Brother. <laughs> Brother, what is wrong with you? I don't even know. It must be my internet. Look, I'll, I'll go ahead and start it off. I'll Anything be there. Anthony nine, nine, nine. I'll be there shortly. He's nine for twenty. Hey, look, there it, we go. Okay, I've got better. the right stats. I was going to say it wasn't much better. It was nine for twenty-two. Yeah, no, that's still terrible. yards, one touchdown, and an interception. Overall team stats. Minnesota did put up three hundred forty yards of offense. Uh, yeah, no, Penn State. Okay, all right. I'm I'm there now. I apologize for the technical difficulties on my end. Uh, Penn State forty five, Minnesota seventeen. Uh, butt whooping. Butt whooping. Curb stomp for sure. Behind Penn the woodshed. Um, Sean Clifford had was twenty three for thirty one, two ninety five, four touchdowns and an interception. Drew Aller came in. Uh, he was one for two, nine yards. Uh, I guess Sean Clifford got knocked out or something about that. Nick Singleton. 13 carries, 79 yards, two touchdowns. Katron Allen, I mean, didn't find the uh, end zone, but 15 carries, 77 yards. Um, no, overall, Penn State absolutely demolished them passing. It, it wasn't 38 yards passing like the week before against Illinois, um, but it was still 304 yards for Penn State, 175 for Minnesota. Oof. Brutal. Yeah. Rushing, I mean, they had a 10-yard difference. Uh, Muhammad Ibrahim, uh, 30 carries, 102 yards, one touchdown. Um, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. Penn State posted seven sacks in this game. Mm-hmm. Penn State's defense was lights out in the whiteout. Mm-hmm. Hey, the whiteout is a, I would almost say, a spiritual experience right there. That is a that is something That's to hype. witness. It's hype. It is it is that is SEC football in a Big Ten setting right there. Yeah, the only other game that comes close to it is the game. So yeah, and which is going to be amazing again yeah. this year. That's going to be a, a great game. 
But, uh, but yeah, no, Penn State, 479 total yards of offense, 304 through the air, 175 on the ground. They had as many rushing yards as Minnesota did passing, and they averaged seven yards a play. 24 first downs. They are 5 for 11 on third down. They converted one fourth down. Uh, they ran a total of 67 plays. Only had to punt the ball four four times. Only had four penalties the entire game. And did throw that lone interception as well. Uh, Beav- Beaver State. This is not Beaver Stadium. This is not correct either because that's – I guess it's – is it really called Beaver Stadium? Interesting. For Minnesota? No. Th- it, was a, it was a Penn State home game. I did not know it was called Beaver Stadium. Interesting. I knew it was called State College up there. That's the town that they're in, but I now realize that it was called Beaver Stadium. Hmm. That's interesting. Hmm. Uh, how bizarre. How, how bizarre. Uh, but, yeah, Minnesota just – yeah, like you post up a lot of yards, but yards don't get you points. Yeah, Only they, two touchdowns, uh, you know. They got flat out outplayed. Penn State scored 21 unanswered in the third quarter and just – They did not need to show up um, – Midway through, after after like midway through the third quarter, they could have packed up and gone home, and the score would have been the same. Yep, just yeah, was not a great showing by the Golden Gophers and PJ Fleck. Uh, but you know what? Penn State still alive. They get Ohio State <laughs> next week. I believe it's next week. Unless it is next by. week. Um, it is on. It is this week. Big noon kickoff. We'll be there. I don't understand why they didn't make the Ohio State game the whiteout. Because it wasn't a night game. Because the Ohio State game was not a night game. Oh, gotcha. However, though, somebody did bring up a good point to me. If I have a sword, you know, the whiteout game is a weapon for Penn State. Yes, 100%. True 12th man there. If I have a sword, and I only use it, I traditionally use it at nighttime. If somebody comes up and attacks me in the daytime, am I going to be like, ho, 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 I'm not going to use my sword because it's it's high noon. we got to wait till nighttime. I mean, I understand. Yeah, it really I, make sense. I understand that it's different when when it's at nighttime, but I still feel like it would have the same effect. But yeah, it's like that's LSU neither here nor there. But Penn anyway. State won this game. It is it is what it is. Um, Little brother on, time. Yeah, moving on to game a game that I actually know I have the correct stats on. Mm-hmm. Um, Tulane taking care of business, winning by ten against Memphis. Uh, Should have won by more, but that's all right. Uh, Big Brother will be there next year to teach him a thing or two. Oh, do y'all play Tulane next year? We do play Tulane Look at next you. year. Uh, you lose, that would be hilarious. I... Ooh. <laughs> 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 ah! <laughs> um, Tulane wins 38-28. to um, A lot of it has to do with Michael... No, absolutely not. That rushing attack from Tulane. Uh, three different backs found the end zone. Michael Pratt found it one time, 20 for 29, 158 yards, one touchdown. Seth Hennigan, 26 for 41, 312 yards through the air, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Is Mike Gundy coaching at Memphis now? <laughs> I don't think I don't think he is, but uh oh, you mean Mike Leach, not Mike Gundy. No, I thought Mike Gundy uh, originated the air raid, I thought. No, that's Mike Leach. Dude, what I'm, is wrong with you? I... Get it together, man. I'm just, I'm too hype. Get it together. Chill out. We're I had, almost there. We're I almost had there. a great intro. I was going good, and then in the last two games, it just fumbling. fell off the You're rails. You're fumbling. Come on I'm, now. I'm fumbling the back. You're fumbling. Hey, Owen. 
Is Mike Leake? <laughs> I can't even do it now. Um, no, Seth Hennigan, I mean, my God, 312 yards passing, three touchdowns, great. Two mm-hmm. interceptions, ooh. Uh, Michael Pratt for two lane, 20 for 29, 158 yards, and a touchdown. Tajay Spears, 24 carries, 125 yards, a touchdown. A shot Clanton Johnson, four carries, 29 yards, touchdown. Michael Pratt, nine carries, 19 yards, touchdown. Tulane scored 35 unanswered yes. in the in the first half of this football game. Yes. And then was only able to muster up three points in the second half. Talk about a Neil Brown stat line. I don't. Letting off the gas at halftime. Total team stats here. <laughs> Just moving right along Me- on that Memphis, one. again, rookie numbers, 415 total yards of offense. Got to bump that up if you want to win games, man. 312 passing. Again, bump those up if you want to win games. 103 rushing. Nah. Uh, Tulane had 344 total yards of offense, 158 through the year, and 186 rushing. Uh, they were six for four. Tulane was six for thir- 14 on third downs. And a sick punt return uh, from Jaquan Jackson. Uh, his second one of the day, he went 90 yards. Memphis had zero penalties this game. Ooh. Zero. Ooh. Uh, they were also four for four on fourth down. Matching their overall record. They, um, however, though, Memphis had four turnovers, two fumbles that they lost, and two interceptions. Matching their losses. <laughs> Memphis had a total time possession of 27 minutes. Uh, Tulane had 32 minutes. I mean – we we both expected Tulane to crush Memphis. I'm honestly surprised Memphis put up as much of a fight in the second half as they did. So, which goes to show you how important those halftime corrections are. So, do you think um, Tulane is going to the uh, the AAC championship game? If they don't, it's a shame. It, okay. So, who do you think is go- is going to be there behind them? I'm going to have to look at it. It's uh, right now Cincinnati is six and one overall. UCF is five and two. Overall, in conference, Cincinnati's three and zero. UCF is two and one. Houston, I don't think will be there. They're four no, and three overall. Four and three overall with um, a two and one. But they're a two. They're two and one on. So them and UCF are tied um, for conference wins or conf- for a conference record. Uh, I hate to say it, but I think Cincinnati's good this year. Um, they're not as good as what they were last year. Clearly. I mean, last year they had an undefeated regular season. But I think it's fair to say that Cincinnati's still the biggest threat in the American outside of Tulane this year. And I what think if Tulane got to the playoffs. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> Tulane's winning the natty this year? Dude. I bet the SEC be begging to call them back. Please, please. Hey, we know you were a founding member and all. You feel like coming back? <laughs> they said, please, 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 please. Oh, Lord of mercy. Um, no, I think I think it's going to be Cincinnati. I mean, let's be real. It's getting later on. It Every passing week, it's getting later on in the season. That's just how time works. Mm-hmm. Um, Cincinnati's still 6-1. and one. I think the only reason why Tulane is still sitting on top of the conference is because they have not had their bye week yet. Yep. Well, they're also four and zero in conference. Yeah, and Cincinnati's ball. undefeated in conference as so, well. But hey, I'm I'm here for it. A two lane Cincinnati uh, American Championship game. 
sick. Be wild to see. Tight. Um, sick. Tight. Moving on, Cole. It's AP time. <sighs> poor, poor Vandy. Poor Vandy? Mm-hmm. They got stomped by Georgia. 55 to nothing. Dude, that was last week. Georgia was on a bye again. Oh, my God. Cole. Dude, I am fumbling the bag on the back half, man. Oh, my gosh. Number one, Georgia. In their bye week. Still 7-0. Ohio State is number three. At least they're not West Virginia and losing their bye week. Shut up. <laughs> Tennessee. On their bye or not bye week, I'm sorry. They they, be, they, uh, they might be, as well have had their might bye as well week. have had their bye week. They played UT Martin, beat them 65 to 24. They clock in at number three. Michigan, uh, they also had a bye week this week. Uh, you gonna say who they played this week? Cole, Penn State is that you know? <laughs> Golly, hey Clemson though Clemson. I know Clemson, they didn't. They they didn't have a bye week. They clock in at number five at eight and zero. Again, sorry. Michigan is number four, seven and zero. Golly, come on! I'm terrible, man. But I will toss it up for you, Cole. Is there somebody we're missing in the top five for for the second week in a row? For the second week in a row, even and though, they you know, didn't have a bye week. Even though you know they stomped Mississippi State thirty to six. Who who was that? I think that's. I'm reading that right, right? That's, yeah, that's yep. Alabama. That is Alabama. Alabama. By the way, I wanted you. I didn't know if uh, if you read my text or if you'd gotten this the, the other night. Um, but there was a burner account of Pete Thamel, which also had a blue like it was a verified account. It was a blue check mark that said Nick Saban had informed his team that this would be the last year at Alabama. No, obviously it was a burner. It's not true. Yeah, no way. Alabama just signed him to a ten year extension. Nick Saban, Saban is will coaching retire. until he dies. Yes, Saban at will be at Alabama. Until he will retire at Alabama, but that was just something interesting. I thought was was weird is that that burner account who was verified who was verified mm-hmm. as a Pete Thamel account. It was Stupid. it was it was very weird. Anyways, um, continuing on number seven TCU seven and zero. They beat K State this week thirty eight twenty eight as we talked about. Uh, number eight Oregon uh, moving up two spots after beating UCLA forty five to thirty. Um, six and one overall. Number nine, Oak State, moving up two spots after beating Texas. Horns, Horns down. down. Uh, we went last week, our Sunday, without mentioning Texas at all, and now I've said it twice. That's beautiful. Yes, love it. Um, number ten, USC, moving up. Uh, no. Also on a bye week. Also on a bye week. They did move up Thank two you. spots, though. They did move up two spots because UCLA dropped. Yes. I know math. Look at you. And they were number 10. Or, I'm sorry. Yes, they are number 10. Yes. Uh, Wake Forest comes in at number 11. They are 6-1 and one after beating Boston College, stopping them 43-15. to 15. I mean, come on. Number 12 is UCLA after their loss to Oregon. Uh, number 13 is Penn State, again, after beating Minnesota. 14 is Utah. Uh, they moved up one spot during their bye week. And then rounding out the top 15, Ole Miss. Huh. They wonder, dropped wonder who they eight played. spots. <laughs> oh, you hate to see it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh, Ole Miss took their first loss of the season. Oh, go Tigers. Um, Number 16 is Syracuse falling two spots after losing to Clemson. 
Uh, number 17, up one spot from their bye week. They, too, beat Minnesota. They, too, beat Minnesota this week. Um, number 18, Owen is rolling his eyes. He's saying, oh, God, here we go. Um, Sorry, I had to had to actually no, I need to be working up the phlegm. Just say um, it, Dad Gummit. Go Tigers. LSU is ranked number 18, as we rightfully should be after curb stomping Ole Miss. We'll get to that later. 45 to 20. 45 to 20. Number 19's Kentucky uh, after their bye week. I'm getting better at this. Number 20, uh, Cincinnati moves up one spot after beating SMU 29 to 27. Number 21 is North Carolina, UNC, after they, uh, this was their bye week as well. Uh, number a lot 20, of bye weeks. A lot of bye weeks this week. Number 22 is Kansas State. They drop five spots after losing to TCU. Uh, number 23 is Tulane, obviously, after beating Memphis. Thank God we're ranked higher than Tulane. And then NC State clocks in at 24th. Uh, during their bye week. Yeah, dropping a spot. Dropping a spot. And then 25, the Gamecocks of South Carolina after beating Texas A&M 30-24. Others who are receiving votes. Uh, Texas, horns down. down. Liberty receives 35. Hugh Freeze, please come to West Virginia. <laughs> uh, Oregon State receives 25. Mississippi State receives 10. Should not have received 10 at all. Um, Maryland receives eight. Troy receives three. UTSA received one. Arkansas received one. Washington received one. And FSU received one. And then I'll round out AP Top 25. Cole, as a Ferrum fan, it is a celebratory week here. Pop the top. Ferrum won a game. <laughs> Woo! They beat Guilford 31 31- to 17. Let me tell you, this is the second time Ferrum has scored more than 16 points in a game. The first time was back in week three, LaGrange. However, today, as of right now, Ferrum is now no longer winless because they are now one and six. After beating Guilford, uh, here's the thing. I am so happy. So happy. Hey, we're not at the bottom of the ODAC anymore either. We're no longer at the bottom (laughs) of the ODAC. Praise (laughs) the Lord. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Um, Farum? Had a total of 288 yards on the ground, four touchdowns, and then they also had compared. That's compared to Guilford's 146 on the ground, no touchdowns, mm. no touchdowns. Mm. Ferrum actually gained 312 yards rushing, but lost 24 of that. Uh, Ferrum was 11 for 19 with one interception on this game. So hey. Pretty good passing the ball. No touchdowns, though. No touchdowns yeah, no through touchdowns the air. Hey, shout-out to our boy Josh Luckett, quarterback, local guy here out of FC, uh, coming in, punter, playing quarterback for Farum. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they had a total of 95 yards passing the ball. Uh, Farum did. 
Guilford had 270 through the air. They were 20 for 37 with three interceptions. Mm. However, they uh, they averaged 13 and a half yards per pass, and they did have two touchdowns through the air. Total offense. Fairham had 383 yards of total offense compared to Guilford's 416. Guilford, come on, guys. Rookie numbers. Yeah, Got to bump those up. No, 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 no. Not this week. Not this week. Farum to date, has committed the most penalties this game. Nine penalties for 63 yards. Um, Farum compared to Guilford, though. I mean, Guilford had fewer penalties but gave up seven more yards. And here's the thing. Guilford had four turnovers, three interceptions, and and one – I almost said four fumbles. One, <laughs> one fumble. One fumble. So, won the turnover battle. Big deal. Uh, Guilford, let's see, Farum, finally, another game where they average or they have more time of possession. They have more than 30 minutes of total time of possession compared to Gil- They had 32, almost 33 minutes of possession. Guilford had tw- only 27 minutes of possession. Uh, Farum was 5 of 13 on third down. They were 1 for 1 on a fourth down conversion. They were five for five in the red zone. Uh, scoring, they gave up. If I'm reading this correct, they had two total sacks. Yeah, two sacks for nine yards. Yep. Um, um, Guilford had one sack for 15. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's. I can, I don't know if that's Farum got yeah. one sack or they gave up a sack. I think Farum uh, got two sacks. Okay, cool. Um, overall. Great, great way, great, great win. Way to get that goose egg out of the win column. You finally have a a win. You've got forward momentum. You've got forward momentum. Seventeen in the second quarter, fourteen in the fourth. I mean, what, what a game! What you a game! F- you found the end zone multiple times in a game, and that's all that we can ask. Josh Luckett was four for eight, did have that one interception, but he had 59 yards throwing the ball. Uh, Braden Hawkins had seven. Uh, Went seven for 11. Seven for 11, yards. thank you. And 36 yards, no touchdowns, no no INTs. Zach Smiley, 17 carries for Good 123 God. yards. Uh, Joshua L. Uh, Elbray. Alerb. Alerb. Joshua Alerb, thank you. Uh, 11 carries, 72 yards. And one touchdown. And then uh, Monzel Campbell, 13 carries for 34 yards, or uh, 32 yards, my bad, and a touchdown as well. And then our boy, Josh Luckett, seven carries for 17, 17 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, definitely an impressive win for Farum, uh, showing off multiple facets of the offensive ball. Um, definitely impressed in their defense. Got the QB hurries up, got some sacks. Um, and increase the number of uh, interceptions. I think by 300%, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think they've registered an interception all season long. I think they've registered a few. They've had a few interceptions that they've had all season long. Let's see. Stats. We're going to go season long here. Um, Farum has had nine interceptions on – they have – I stand corrected. They've ga- they have ta- they have how would I, how how do you they've taken nine interceptions or they've defense has defense has taken away the ball nine, nine times. times. There we go through the air. Through However, the air. total interceptions through the air this year for Farum has given up 
eight interceptions. They have thrown eight interceptions through so the air. So winning the battle, but barely. <laughs> but barely. You know, hey, but it's hey, it's improved. We're improving. Yeah. We're improving. That's all at this point. It's all we can ask. That's all we can ask. Yep, week over week improvement. Um, we're carrying momentum into Bridgewater. Um, Going to be a good game. Uh, 2 p.m. We'll talk about it on the Wednesday show. Guilford's um, now 0-4 in conference. Farum is 0-3. Or, no, I'm sorry, 1-3. 1-3, 1-3. is 1-3 in conference. They're no yeah, come longer. come on, Cole. I'm sorry. They're no longer at the bottom. Hey, we're actually third from last. Look at that. Uh, Randolph-Macon, 4-0 in conference, 7-0 overall. They're number one. Bridgewater is 3-1 in conference, 6-1 in overall. Washington Lee is 3-1 in conference, 5-2 overall. Hamden-Sydney is 3-1 in conference, 4-3 overall. Shenandoah is 2-2 in conference, but 5-2 overall. Farum. One and three in conference, one and six overall, and ha! Look at that, Averett, zero and four, two and five overall, zero uh, and four in conference, two and five overall, and then lowly, lonely Guilford, zero and four in conference, one and six overall. You love to see it. You loved, especially the Averett one as well. Yeah, this is uh, this is amazing. This feels good to finally win. I can't yes. like, man. Which means now possibly an opportunity for another guest on the show Wednesday. Yes, I'm absolutely. not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making any guarantees, but there is a bigger possibility that we could have a guest uh, on the show Wednesday. I'll be talking with him throughout the week, so we'll see. Absolutely. Um, very exciting. Finally, finally got a win in the win column. Feels good. Let's go repeat at Bridgewater next week. Um. Yeah, Bridgewater or Bridgewater's I thought Bridgewater. Was Bridgewater's right. coming home, my bad. It's yeah. they're going to Randy Mac after uh after Bridgewater. Yeah, I know. We'll cross that that is a future Panther Pod Panther Pod problem and we'll get to that bridge when we cross it. Okay. Or we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> we'll get to the, Yeah, I know. I know. We're both very tired. We are fumbling the ball this evening. Um I can't even do that to you, man. I was going to say, speaking of fumbling the ball, but yeah, that's fair. That's absolutely fair. It wouldn't be fumbling the ball. It would be, you know, throwing picks. But Owen, look at it this way. This is a stepping stone in the right direction if you're West Virginia because Neil Brown is allegedly 48 hours from being fired. There, there was a tweet thrown out on – um, on many of the West Virginia, uh, I, I follow. I couldn't tell you how many. Like, so here's the thing: I don't follow. I follow a ton of West official West Virginia uh, media. So people like Tony Creedy, Jed Drenning, um, WVU obviously WVU football, Shane Lyons, and I follow Neil Brown on there as well. Oof. Um, there, there, there's like there's official media that I follow and then along with that and Cole I know you don't have Twitter but then along with that you also have a ton of other like fan things there's there's um different articles that come out and things like that so it's like hey based on your likes and follows these come across your thread everybody know you know it's your algorithm yeah. I should say um but there was there was a tweet that came across I don't know how I don't know how um 
legit it is, but it did say that uh, either today, as we're recording Sunday, October 23rd, or Monday, October 24th, Neil Brown will be fired as the, will be fired from the position of head coach at West Virginia University. Um, I, again, don't know how true that is. I don't know if there's any truth to that, but I, I'm, I'm telling you, I wouldn't. I, would I be surprised? I don't know. His buyout is twenty to sixteen million dollars. There is a clause in his contract that says that those can be in installments. They don't have to be up front and right away. So that I, that helps. Um, but Cole. West Virginia has not been ranked since 2018 with Will Greer, David mm. Seals, Gary Jennings, um, all those guys. They have not been ranked since Holgerson was our head coach. Mm. West Virginia lost to Texas Tech 48-10. to And let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, brother. All those mountaineer maniacs gonna run wild on you, Neil Brown. If you think I'm joking, there is a mountaineer maniac club for West Virginia. Oh my god! Look it up. It is a legit thing. Do I need to start sponsors. playing Real American? I am. A... <laughs> um, here's the thing. Within the first six minutes of this game, Texas Tech was up fourteen to nothing. 24 plays, and 150 total yards of offense. Brother, when they move fast, they move fast. But I also want you to know, if you're West Virginia, and Jordan Leslie and Neil Brown, how are you ill-prepared for this? You know what they've done. You know they ran over 100 plays against Oklahoma and over a hundred, pl- uh, they ran over a hundred plays against Texas, and they ran over a hundred plays against Oklahoma State. You know they do this. You know they like to throw the ball so much so that they had two five hundred ninety. Uh, I'm sorry, three hundred and fifty yards passing against West Virginia. Those are rookie numbers. Got to pump those up. <laughs> oh, total yards of offense, almost six hundred yards of offense. 594 to be exact for Texas Tech. Back to West Virginia. JT Daniels had a career low yesterday. 23 for 36, 194, one touchdown and three interceptions. Um, <laughs> he had a his arm he had his arm iced up at the end of the game. Personally, I think it's just because Neil Brown knew that at that point it was lost cause. Uh, Garrett Green was one for four, 15 yards. C.J. Donaldson got finally got him back. Bless his heart. Twelve carries, thirty-three yards. Tony Mathis seven yard seven carries, thirty-three yards. Justin Johnson triple J, three yards, fourteen carries. Dude, I just don't. I, you looked out like here's the thing. I understand players make the plays on the field. I do. However, when your defense comes out. Out of position, there, there's there's several images on Twitter and on Facebook and Instagram that people are posting. Texas Tech would line up with four receivers. You know how many West Virginia guys were covering those four receivers? Three. And then you had two guys on one. Like like it it made no sense. They were out of position. They were ill prepared. They did. They looked like they were chickens with their head, running around like chickens with their head cut off. I mean, they they genuinely didn't know what it was like to be on a football field. Here's the problem I have with losing to Texas Tech. By 30 
eight is Texas Tech is expected to finish bottom, like next to Kansas, every year in the Big 12. Obviously, that's not going to happen this year because Kansas is five and two and currently like two and three in conference or three and two in conference. I am at a loss for words. West Virginia has never been, has not, this is, this is, West Virginia has not been this bad since the, since the late 70s. The late 70s. Cole, we talked at the beginning of the year. West, this was West Virginia's first 0 and 2 start since 1979. Brother. Do you realize people, like, there, there are people who very well possibly, who were born uh, in 1970, who lived through the who lived through those years, the 70s as West Virginia football. You do realize they could have like there are some that have grandkids now, and not just like little grandkids either. Like some of them could be fairly dad. Yeah, yeah. Your father has lived through the bat through one of the worst periods of West Virginia football. And now has like not grown grandchildren, but he has grandchildren that like are in high school or driving or driving. Yeah, that I mean, what we're trying to say is that Vance Connor, you're old. But <laughs> ooh, I'm joking. I'm throwing joking. shade. I'm joking. It's all right. He doesn't listen anymore. Anyway. <laughs> oh yeah. Ow. Wow. Okay, then I don't take it back. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> um, but, but no, you you got beat by thirty eight. Your toughest roads, your toughest schedule is still ahead of you for West Virginia. You have TCU next week at home. You then go to Iowa State. You then have Oklahoma at home. You then go to Can- you then bring Kansas State home, and then you go to Oklahoma State. You have to win three out of your next five to make it to bowl eligibility. Do you see us beating TCU? Be honest. Do you see us beating TCU? Maybe. Do you see us beating Iowa State? But Iowa State is currently behind us. They're 0-4 in conference. Yes. Do you see us beating Oklahoma this year? Yes. Kansas State? No. Oklahoma State? No. When we have to go to Stillwater? Yeah, no. This is miserable. You are scraping the barrel for bowl eligibility. Uh, I'm in a year that I thought we could we could go to the Big Twelve Championship. I'm not even like I'm not even mad anymore. It well, sounds like I am frustrated. The thing is, is we talked about it at the start of the season when we gave our season projections in the summer special. Um, you very clearly pointed out the amount of talent that West Virginia has on this team. That amount of talent has not changed at all. But the- but. One thing that also has not changed is Neil Brown. <laughs> yes, is the lack of preparation that these guys have. Um, st- overall stats, Texas Tech had 594 total yards of offense. West Virginia had 282. Coming off of a, coming off of a, a week when they had, over, they had over 500 yards of offense against Baylor, they had 209 passing. Compared to Texas Tech's 355, excuse me, 73 rushing yards compared to Texas Tech's 239. You didn't even break 100. I I didn't even break 100. Would you like to know Texas Tech's fourth down efficiency? They were six for seven. They they, they, they converted five in a row on fourth down. Uh. 
They ran a total of 103 plays, only punted the ball twice. West Virginia had four turnovers. Their their total time possession was 26 minutes compared to Texas Tech's 33 minutes. 30 yeah, almost 34 minutes of total time possession. This was a pitiful. This was pitiful on West Virginia's part. Texas Tech, uh, Bra- uh, Bar- Baron Morton, 28 for 45, 325 through the air, two touchdowns. Donovan Smith, 4 for 4, 30, touch- 30 yards and a touchdown. Taj Brooks, 17 yard- or seventeen carries for 107 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, so, um, Sir Roderick Thompson, 15 carries, 59 yards, touchdown. Couldn't be stopped. Xavier White had eight receptions for 139 yards and a touchdown. I mean, I just – this – our guys did not look prepared at all. Like, it was apparent that that they – that this coaching staff and this team in general was not prepared for Texas Tech. How? I don't know. You saw what they did against Texas. You saw what they did against Oklahoma State. They've been doing it all year. I don't know how – like, you know they're going to throw the football. You know they're going to run over, try to run over 100 plays. You've got to stop them. But, Colt, what, I, I, I don't know if you watched the game. But watching this game, I'm sitting here going, Texas Tech's defense is set, ready to go. They know exactly what they're doing. West Virginia's is constantly moving. Even when West, West Virginia would try to do some sort of tempo on offense, Texas Tech's defense was there, ready for it. They were prepared for what we had coming. And I, I don't know what Graham Harrell was doing, calling all these bubble screens. We're not – you're not going to win games calling bubble screens. Throw it down the field. Bomb it. You got JT Daniels. Throw it. Now, granted, when he did do that, JT had three interceptions. I, I just – For the benefit of the doubt, and excuse my ignorance, did JT Daniels walk into this game injured that you know of? No, that, that I don't know of. I don't think he was. Okay. Because that, that would be where I could give him, you know, an edge in calling those bubble screens, saying, okay, well, maybe JT said to Neil Brown and to Graham Harrell saying, hey, you know, I don't really have a whole lot of faith in my arm this week. Keep it short to medium. Run some screens. I'm, 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 I mean, I, can't, I don't know if I can be frustrated anymore because I know what to expect. And it's like, I'm just at this point, like, it's not, I don't even know if it's phasing me anymore. Like, I'm just so numb to the fact that this is how we play. And, like, like I just, watching that game yesterday, I was like, yep, and another one. And another one. And another one. And we lose by 38 to Texas Tech. After we just scored 43 against Baylor. I, I don't know. But... Tell you what, it's not working. The days of building a program that takes four to five years are done. Yes, you can't do it anymore. You, if it takes you four to five years to build a program, you're not you're not evolving with the times. No, you can't rely on recruiting anymore. I mean, you can. Recruiting is a big part of it. Still, recruit. yeah, but the transfer portal basically eliminated that because yeah. you can get freshmen. You can still you can get freshmen now if they don't get playing time. And you're, and yes, Neil Brown, you're a great recruiter, but you're gonna start losing recruits if you can't win games. And the way I see it right now, he's not gonna be winning games at West Virginia for very long. Not gonna be losing them either. He is twenty for twenty-three in his four years 
at West Virginia. Let me read you a stat here, Cole. Neil Brown was hired in 2019. Here are a list list of coaches who were hired in 2019. I'll give you the records as well. Ryan Day for Ohio State, 37 and 4. Mac Brown was hired at UNC, 27 and 9, 27 and 18. Chris Kleiman, who's the Kansas State head coach, 27 and 17. Manny Diaz, 21 and 15, fired. Scott Satterfield for Louisville, 22 and 22. He's on the hot seat. He's probably going to get fired. Neil Brown, 20 for 23 now. Mike Loxley, 17 and 20. Matt Wells, who was the former head coach at uh, at Texas Tech, he was going five and th- he was five and three at the time that he beat West Virginia last year. 13 for 17, fired. Jeff Collins, 10 for 28, fired. Les Miles, 3 for 18, <laughs> fired. Just had to throw a whole lesson there. Uh, they th- th- This article threw it in there. Updated numbers for Neil Brown. He is 0-4 versus Texas Tech. We used to beat Texas Tech. We At one point in time, when Dana Holgerson was coaching West Virginia, we beat Texas Tech five years in a row. We were 5-2 and two against Oklahoma or against Texas Tech. Neil Brown is 6 for 14 in road games and 5 for 11 in Big 12 get road games. I don't know how you're still the head coach after like if if you don't tell me that's Neil Brown and you don't tell me that's West Virginia and I like those stats are read to me. I don't know how you're still the head coach. I don't know how you still have a job. Like this is a results driven business. How do you still have a job? Like that's that's utterly ridiculous. I don't get it. I don't get it. And something's got to change. Well, something very well might change here in the next 24 hours. Here's hoping. We're about For to, your sake. We're, we're about to see. Um, but, yeah, that, that's, that's, um, that's all I got to say about that. Um, You're off your soapbox? I'm off my soapbox. All right. Let's end it on a high note here. LSU stomped. Ole Miss, 45-20, to 20, did not look it going into halftime. I thought, oh, my God, it's, it's a competitive game. This is going to come down to the wire. Nope. Ole Miss did not score a single thing after the second quarter. You hate to see what it. What a pitch the second half shut out. Tw- scored 28 unanswered. Halftime adjustments for the win. Brian Kelly's the best college co- football coach of all time. Good grief. <laughs> Good grief. We're winning the national title in two years. Um, you remember how I said I was scared about Jackson Dart? Yeah. Shouldn't have been. 19 for 34, 283. Great. Didn't find the end zone <laughs> through an interception. Uh, you remember how I said Jane Daniels was looking beat up? Didn't. Uh, 21 for 28, 248, two touchdowns through the air. Hey, you remember how I said Jane Daniels was looking? Be- oh, wait, no, I just said that. Oh, wait, sorry, he's again the leading rusher for LSU. Not a pattern that I like, by the way. <laughs> 23 for 121 and three touchdowns. Yeah, no. Jaden Daniels is the man. <laughs> uh, he is putting the team on his back. The only time that someone scored that wasn't named – our. Excuse me, let me rephrase that. The only time that Jane Daniels did not have anything to do with the touchdown was late in the fourth quarter on our last touchdown drive. 
and that was a handoff to Josh Williams. 17 carries, 76 yards, one touchdown. You could argue that Jaden Daniels did have something to do with it. Yeah, he had something to do with it. He handed the ball off, but (laughs) that's besides the point. Uh, Josh Williams punching it in uh, from nine out. Um, Could not get the ball moving on the ground whatsoever. Um, Jane Daniels scrambling because he was running for his life was, again, the only way we can get the ball moving on the ground. Am I excited that we beat Ole Miss by 25? Yes. Am I very excited that we beat them by scoring 28 unanswered in the second half? Very much so. That brings me joy. What doesn't bring me joy... One of us is joyful. Yes. What doesn't bring me joy is Jaden Daniels took four sacks in this game. That's abysmal. That is absolutely terrible for an SEC offensive line. Ole Miss's offense, or all, excuse me, Ole Miss's defense, not that hot this year. You want, you want to know who is hot in the SEC this year? Bama. Tennessee. Tennessee. Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. Guess who we still have to play and who we would have to play in the SEC championship game by default? Bama. Not Bama. Well, not in the SEC. I'm saying you still have we to play. We still have to play Bama, and we would still have to play Georgia if or, we can get through Bama or Kentucky. Or Tennessee? Brother. Not again. <laughs> hey, it's hard to beat a team twice. Yeah. <laughs> Unless your name's Tennessee. Ah. Um, no, I mean, LSU's defense looked much improved. We got three sacks, 71 total tackles, um, had five tackles for loss, seven QB hurries. We're fine defensively. We're finally showing some signs of life. And Joe Fuca had that one interception. I mean... That's a fun name to say. Fuca? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, we're, we're good defensively. We're serviceable. What we're not serviceable is... Offense is a one-man wrecking crew. And he... To the people who say Jaden Daniels is good enough to win us these games on his own, yes, he is. I'm sure he is, and I know he is a very talented individual. Um, Probably one of the better quarterbacks to ever come through LSU's doors. He's not Joe Burr, but... I mean, he is insane on the ground. He can make good plays through the air. Saban is going to murder us if Jaden Daniels is the only dimension of our offense. Am am I wrong? No. Yeah. So... If we cannot improve the offensive line and get the ball moving down the field on the ground, besides Jaden Daniels running for his life, we're not winning that many more games. Because I love got to improve. Yes, I mean giving up four sacks and eighty-one total tackles—that's bad. That is terrible. Looking at the rest of our schedule, um. Alabama, not next week. 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 Yeah, we have a bye week, but our next game is Alabama on November the 5th. After that, we go to Arkansas. Shouldn't have an issue. 
Arkansas is scary, though, because it, that is the Golden Boot rivalry. And we saw how rivalry games in the SEC and rivalry games across the nation, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're ranked. It doesn't matter what you're ranked, and it doesn't matter what your overall record is. Because LSU just beat their basically oldest rival and chief rival, besides Alabama in recent memory, and then Auburn in the 2010s. LSU just beat their chief rival by 25 points. How about that uh, that field storming, by the way? We talked about that. Dude. We, we talked about this the, uh, the other week. Is when the last Finding $250,000 for a field storming is stupid. What also is stupid is LSU had no right to take the goalpost down. <laughs> like I understand you're excited. But don't you have the old school goalpost too? Like you don't have like the yeah. It's, no, we have the, the whole. Two. It's the whole H pattern. Thing. Yes, because our team runs out through the middle of the goalpost. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, because in the uh, I think it was the '90s and the early 2000s. It started back in the '70s, but the just win baby. Um, that was posted on the back end of the goalpost. And I think after we beat Alabama to make a run for the Natty, um, the team started hitting the goalpost. And so they actually took that section out of the goalpost, put it in the locker room. So now it's tradition. Every single time you go out on the field, you tap it. Um, but it used to be where players would jump up and hit it on their way out onto the field. And it was sick. Won't be doing it this week because, you know, we're on a bye. Probably won't be doing it next week either. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a future Panther Pod problem. Um, Look, two things. Our offensive line needs to drastically improve. Um, I know I've been saying it all year. That's because they've needed to improve all year. We're 6-2. and We've clinched bowl eligibility. Thank God we hit the floor. Um, sorry, that wasn't a personal dig. You're, you've got time. You're going to be fine. I just said three games that you're probably going to win. Here's hoping. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, LSU has a lot of improvement to do on the offensive line and in our running back committee. Josh Williams finally showed some signs of life. 17 carries for 76 yards. That's great. His one touchdown, his nine-yard touchdown, came in the fourth quarter after the game was decided. I'm happy with the final result. I'm so glad that Jaden Daniels is getting the job done. What happens if he doesn't? What happened against Tennessee? Yeah, yeah. And I fully guarantee you, that Alabama is going to be just as hard, if not harder, than Tennessee this year. We shall see. Um, Total, LSU had over 500 yards of offense. Uh, Ole Miss, again, rookie numbers here, 404 total yards. Yeah, pump that up. Pump it up, pump it up. Uh, Passing yards, LSU had 248 versus Ole Miss's 288. Rushing yards, LSU – 252 to Ole Miss's 116. You were 6 for 11 on third down, 1 for 1 on a, on fourth down. Uh, 
had eight penalties for 71 yards. Ole Miss had 10 penalties for 111 yards. Got to love that uh, field they, advantage. You you really <laughs> you you really had the um uh you had the I mean you you won the turnover battle but yep. just by a small margin. Yes. They only won. had the one turnover. Yeah. However though, you had a total time of possession of 36 minutes versus Ole Miss's 24. 23, almost 24. Yeah. Um, 20, 23 minutes total time of possession. Is 10 and 2 in the cars this year? <laughs> or is, is that. Is if we don't improve offensively, mm-hmm. and, and uh, please don't take that as me saying Jaden Daniels needs to improve. No. Jaden Daniels, Your you offense, are fine. Everything around you has to improve. Same with JT yes. Daniels at, yes. at, at West Virginia. Everything 100%. around him has to improve. Yes. One person, unless your name is Vince Young. One person cannot change the outcome of an entire or college, Pat White. or Pat White or Mike Vick. Um, one person can't change the outcome of an entire team, and even then, Mike Vick had talent around him. Vince Young had a boatload of talent around him. Pat White, he had Steve uh, Slayton, Steve Owen Slayton, Schmidt, yeah, all those guys, yeah. So there's there's a lot of things that need to improve for Jaden Daniels to carry this team to a national championship. Because ultimately, I'm not. I want to be competing for an SEC conference championship, but the, at the end of the day, I want to win it all. Oh, for sure. That's that's every single football fan's goal is to win it. either yeah. the Super Bowl or the Natty year after year. Yep, 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 yep. So, so. we'll see. Um, like I said, Wednesday episode. We're I'm not going to be talking about a whole lot. Um, no. But, yeah, we'll be covering quite a good bit. Yep. For that, I'm a very upset and just distraught and added disbelief of an Owens Pelnick. Uh, I'm a very happy and, you know, honestly quite at peace Cole Connor. Yep, yep. And this, this has been a very mixed episode of, of the, the Panther, Panther Pod. Pod.